welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and privet. It's really, really good to be with you again. You know, I am extra happy and excited today. Why? Because we have a returning guest that I love. And so extra welcome to you, Allison. Welcome back. So, so happy to be here. We had so much fun last time. Yes, indeed. And Allison, um, for those of uh, our listeners who may have missed our last episode, will you please tell us more about who you are and what you do? Yes, absolutely. I am a relationship and intimacy coach, and I help couples couples level up the passion, play, and partnership in their relationship so that they can just experience so much joy, fulfillment, and love. Like, if you're going to be in a relationship, it should be a great one. So I am here to support you in creating that in a way that is fulfilling and meaningful for you because everybody has their own idea. So that's what I love to do. Um, I'm so excited to be here and uh, talk about all things love and relationships. Yes. And I love, Allison, that you get the importance of play in the relationship. You get the importance of fun in the relationship. And there's so much of what you uh, teach is also about helping create more ease in the relationship. So I, I, I think we're a great match in terms of your approach what you teach how you teach Mm -hmm. and what our audience loves to learn which is to make change fun and easy yes ah so just again for those of you who missed our last episode please go into our archives and check it Mm -hmm. out last time Alison and I were talking about why and how self-love is so critical to our ability to have a healthy, happy relationship. And Allison talked about four pillars of self-love. It was like really, really enlightening because so often, you know, when we think about self-love, we're, we, we think about it in too narrow a way. Like a lot of people think self-care is self-love. Oh, you take care of your body, you know, you take, go uh, take a bubble bath or whatever. But that's just a very, very small part of self-love. And there's so much more to it. And I loved how um, you, know, you laid out the four pillars of self-love. It was just absolutely brilliant, Allison. Thank you for that. Thank you. I think you know, when we talk about self-love, I've, I've found that for myself included, that it did seem very one-dimensional in terms of, okay, well, 
I am taking care of, you know, eating yeah. healthy, working out. Yeah. And so when people would say, well, you need to love yourself, then I'd be like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. How do I do that? Like, yeah. it just felt very vague. Yeah. And so as I started studying and, and working and doing my own personal growth and development, what I realized just to, to recap those, those four pillars is self care is one of them. Yeah but self-worth, self-trust, and self-forgiveness. Mm. And when we can work on all of those in different aspects, right? And the, the, an opportunity to trust ourselves will present itself one day. An opportunity to forgive ourselves will show up another day. We don't have to do all of them perfectly all of the time, but when we can think in those in those pillars how to um, foster foster those in our life, our self-love will grow naturally. Like yes. then the self-love is a byproduct of self-care, self-trust, self-worth and self-forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think, um, given that we, we focused on the self-love aspect mm -hmm. of things last time, this time, I think it'd be really great to, um, really sort of talk more about the relationship dynamics between uh, you know the, the, between us and so uh, I have been keeping an eye on your social media and I know you have been um, uh, you have a new program coming up called Beyond the Wedding for engaged and newlywed couples and so wow I mean can you tell me more? What's that all about? Like, what are some of the core um, um, challenges that you help people address in, in that program? What are the solutions? So we'll we'll dig into it. Uh, uh, just tell me more. Yes. Thank you. Um, I am. I'm super excited about this new program. Um, I've done a beta test and it was amazing. And where, where it was inspired by the fact that I really, um, let me pause for a second. A little backstory to help create some context is that I was, I've been married and divorced twice by the time I was 35. And never in a million years did I think I would be married and divorced once, let alone twice. And so when that showed up in my life, <laughs> I was like, um, I needed to do some work. I did not want another relationship, another marriage. I did not want three strikes and I'm out. I want third time's a charm. And what do I need to do? What do I need to learn? How do I need to grow in order to make that a reality? Um, and so the last 12 years, now I'm giving away my age, yeah. but the last 12 years have all been about what it takes to build a really strong, meaningful relationship. And within that came a lot of the self-love. Yeah. But to focus on, I share that because Beyond the Wedding is really about all the things that we don't know, that we don't even know about being married and the yeah. realities that come with marriage and how do we navigate them so that we can have a successful, joyful, meaningful marriage long-term relationship marriage isn't necessarily for everyone so that's that's not an expectation but to have that connection with someone how do we do that and i really want to teach people proactively 
for a mm. long time, I was coaching people on the verge of divorce. And, and usually by that time, it, they felt hopeless and helpless. And, and it was a lot of work and they just felt like, well, you know, kind of, this is my last ditch effort. Um, and that didn't feel good for me as a coach. And so I'm like, how can I have a bigger impact? And I can have a bigger impact by being, teaching people proactively how to nurture their relationships, right? And take the stigma away from getting support. Marriage counseling has such a bad rap. And so, right. And it, it thinks like I'm a failure and I've done something wrong and I don't know what, you know, yeah. just bad vibes. And ultimately, when we think about it, we go to college for two, four, six, eight years to learn our career. We yeah. are taught, right? Like the thing that we're going to do for 30 or 40 years. And the thing that is supposed to mean the most to us. The thing that is supposed to outlast everything else in our life, the kids leave the house, we retire from our career, is our relationship. And there is no education out there. Everybody is doing their best and we are all just winging it, Yeah, <laughs> frankly. And so I really want to change that dynamic. I want to change yeah. the story. I want to normalize. I want to revolutionize. Yeah. I want to, that's my, my company is Relationship Revolution. Right. I want to revolutionize how we do relationships and how we think about them and how we get supported in them because they can be the source of your greatest joy and the 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 worst trauma. Yeah. And so, right, like they're very it's it's very big. Relationships are big. Yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, This episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Oh my gosh. I think relationships are the biggest. I mean, just the other day, I was having a conversation uh, with another coach I was interviewing. And I was like, you know, I have personally um, had this issue in my life where uh you know like questioning what's the purpose of my life what's the point of my life but not just my life of life itself Mm -hmm. because i would look at all the different things that i was supposed to be doing in life and i'd be like if i didn't do it it wouldn't really matter i mean the world would still go on and Mm -hmm. you know like it it doesn't it, it just 
the only thing that I could really find in my life that ultimately I feel like give actual meaning and purpose that I could hold on to and have my life feel mean- meaningful was it all came down to relationships it all came down to okay um who am i loving and who's loving me and how are we able to deepen that and make that better and you know when there's conflict um how do i manage that more and better uh it all came down and then even as i started to think about the idea of relationships like oh actually we also have our relationship with the earth because you know thinking about in my generation you know climate change is like this this reality that i mean i cannot ignore um and uh, i'm so worried about our future generations like i don't have kids and i'm like i i don't know like logically mm-hmm. i i don't even want to have kids because the uh, like what's coming in terms of the chaos the the the, the problems that our future generations are going to have to face because of climate change well it's like super scary but anyway that's a whole separate issue the point is like even when we think about okay all of these problems that we have to face it comes down to relationships you know how are we going to solve them it's all about healing our relationship with the earth healing our relationship with each other so we can be more more loving with each other and um so so learning about relationships and doing it better i mean that that extremely important work yeah it is because how we typically do one relationship yeah. is how we do all of our relationships. Yes. Yeah. So while I focus on the romantic side, mm. right? That's just yes. the door. That's the focus. Yeah. But most likely, you know, your level of communication, your level of empathy, yeah. your level, you know, of understanding impacts your relationship with your children impacts your relationship yeah. with your parents and your coworkers right. and your neighbors right it really it really does and so when we can learn some of these relationship skills and i just create a container yeah. right yeah. but that we get yeah. to use them in all of our relationships yes um yes oh my gosh you know you just reminded me of uh I used to I realize now that not the, this is not to any I, this is not the wisest perspective I held but I used to have this perspective where I remember one time I was talking with one of my girlfriends who had just like a lot of um issues in in her home or she was living with her parents sisters etc and she had a lot of issues um in her home and one of her constant focuses was i need to get out of here i need to get out of here and uh her thinking was i need to get married so i can get out of here and i remember having this one conversation with her and i was like but 
you know how what your your focus on just getting out of there by getting married it didn't seem to me like a great idea because i was like if you can't get along with your parents you can't get along with your your siblings um you're struggling with that so much and your siblings are good people your parents are good people like i knew i know her whole family our families know each other and it's like if you can't figure it out with them what makes you think you can figure it out with this new person that you're going to end up with and it was like this question that i that just popped out of me and mm-hmm. it was like hanging in the air and neither of us really had an answer but there was something in me that felt like it was a very significant question um uh but fast forward a little bit she did get married she did get out of her home and um she's still married to the same person and they seem to be working it out and um it's not that it's been challenge free for her but you know i realized that um like in in her situation like she's gone through so much learning it seems like she ended up with a really great mother-in-law who has been really coaching her and supporting her and sort of training her in how to be in her relationship with her husband I was like oh thank god for that <laughs> um and so it's like she's making it work um but i was like really scared for her and how she would you know make it work in the mm-hmm. new relationship when she couldn't you know manage things in her current ones with her family so yeah that's a beautiful observation and a really powerful question mm-hmm. to put out there what makes yeah. you you know and make what makes you think that this would be different and there could be a yeah. really valid answer her beliefs mm. may not align with what her parents yeah. right well her parents are good people if they're telling her something that she doesn't believe the energy around that and and that yeah. is one of the things that we talk about um in the program not you know like that there's two different types when we get into families yeah influences there's a passive influence and an active influence that families have on us mm. and so it's a both and it's a both yes how you do relationships in one place often is how you know you do them in all places and when we um are exposed to another side of the family right now her husband's side of the family yeah that can be supportive because that might be more aligned with who she was becoming mm-hmm. and her beliefs and it doesn't mean that her family was wrong but just the that intensity might yeah. have been too much for her so i don't know that that's true yeah. it's just one of those things but that yeah. and that's what makes relationships so complicated is because there's no rule book <laughs> Like every situation, every circumstance is always a little nuanced, is always a little different. Everybody's personality, right? You have all these, the things that make us brilliant and unique, all of our individual personalities. Then when you try and match them up with other people that, um, you know, do create conflict and challenges. And so it's learning how to navigate those. Yeah. Um, That 
So while, and here's the thing though, while relationships can be really challenging, we often make them harder than they need to be. Mm. Yes. Is right. And so, and that can show up in a lot of different ways. It can show up in just not having, like have the conversation. We, and when we avoid mm. conflict or what we perceive to be conflict, then we're avoiding a conversation that we could just have that might clear everything up or yeah. give clarity that this is not a person yeah. I want in my life anymore. Yeah. Um, we don't ask deeper level questions mm. to get a full understanding of things. We um, make everything like in our culture, especially the American culture, there is so much uh, what's the word worth and validity placed with working hard and things like mm. overcoming hard things, right? The harder you work, the more money you make, the harder, like yeah. there's, there's this tie. And so we automatically make things difficult so that it feels like when we achieved them, we've done something mm. really big. Mm. And then, you know, and so that doesn't always need to be the truth in our relationships. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's just, again, so many dynamics. Here we go on the tangent, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, but you bring up a really, really important point because uh, actually more than one really important point. You just made me think about, um, you know, the idea, you talk about the thoughts and I've heard you, the idea that there's no rule book as such with relationships, but there are principles that, you know, we need uh, we can apply and be consistent in their application to have healthy happy relationships and one of the lessons that i've heard you talk about also is you know what you were just referring to in terms of you know talking about things when they're so small like don't wait until something like goes up and becomes really big um before you deal with it because then it's so much harder uh to deal with versus when things are still you know like a little if it's a little irritation and you just talk through it you know you can do it more quickly you can do it more easily hopefully you can do it with that lighter energy uh, if you want to um, uh, you know do it with that energy of play uh, that you also talk about uh, you know so tell me more <laughs> Uh, what are like some of these like core principles that you um, would teach us or you can share mm -hmm. with us right now? Yeah, the the two that are the most fundamental yeah. and probably the simplest to understand in order to create a successful relationship. Yeah, it needs two things. It needs intention and attention did uh, you no do you see why balloon oh, okay Chloe? yeah i don't oh. know what the balloons are <laughs> i don't know either surprise okay. we're attention, having a party attention <laughs> they were like stopping. i was like i'm seeing balloons on my screen do you see yeah. them too <laughs> i didn't want to interrupt our conversation no, but you, you, you just made such a brilliant point the computer itself was like we must celebrate <laughs> 
crazy. That's so bizarre. Um, sorry for the distraction. Yes, intention and attention. And so one comes before the other, right? So in all of our relationships, I'm going to frame this mm-hmm. with a romantic relationship or yeah. marriage, um, but it applies to all of them. We often just get on autopilot, right? We go about our life and we're not intentional about giving our partner love, attention, nurturing, connection. Mm. You know, so then we slowly drift apart because we haven't set a ta- set aside specific time or activities mm. or ways of being with each other that are intentional and they can be really small things like bringing someone a cup of coffee in the morning, right? That's being intentional and thinking, how can I show my partner? I love them. Yeah. So that's where it gets to be easy. These don't have to be hard, complicated, big things. And so they can range from things like a cup of coffee, a shoulder rub, an intentional hug or kiss Mm. to, you know, planning a date. Like, like there's a range, but the first thing is to be intentional because without intention, then you're just, you're just wandering, right? Then that's where we're, we're just winging it as I say. And so then the second part of that is once you're intentional, then you give it attention Mm. and that's actually the action of how do I give my partner and my relationship attention and nurture it by bringing them coffee or doing a chore for them when they're, you know, overworked or stressed or not feeling well. I give it attention by planning a date night. I give it attention by showing them affection. Like there's a million ways, but if we don't do either one of those things, then of course the relationship is just going to fall apart. Um, And so those are the two fundamental principles that you know without going through the program with if you just take those two things and and start to implement them you will notice Mm. a shift right away yes wow um just the idea of intention uh that is so important oh my gosh this is something my sister talks about all the time. My sister is also, well, she is a relationship expert in a different kind of context. She does a lot of community building work uh, in, in the interfaith environment. And uh, she's always talking about the power of intention and just how critical it is. Um, because you're so right. So often we, 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 take for granted like we just assume that we are on the same page um, as to what the intention for our relationship is like like oh marriage just means this thing and so you just our our society defines it in a certain Mm -hmm. way there's a dominant conception that we have of marriage and what marriage married life is um, to be like and I mean, I'm imagining that once you decide to get married, um, in some ways, you know, you're buying into that, into that idea. Um, And then once you are married, you're just kind of like doing your best to live into it. But to be really intentional and be like, wait, 
is that idea still like something that aligns with that? Is there something we need to shift or change about it for ourselves? Um, but also, are we even on the same page in terms of understanding what marriage means to us? Because I don't think that should be taken for granted. I mean, I can think of so many examples in my own family and friend circle where, um, you know, the uh, like people just had different expectations of what yeah. a marriage relationship should look like. Um, and apparently they didn't, I mean, it became an issue. And until it became an issue, they didn't realize they were not on the same page about it like oh i was having a chat with one of my cousin's sisters and she was you know uh, like i definitely i have a strong feminist streak my cousin's sister she has a strong feminist streak so like talking about equity in in the relationship uh and she's married and she was like talking about how creating equity in the relationship it takes a lot of work and you have to really talk through how you're going to do it and what it looks like for you as a couple and what's actually manageable because there are things that are just like you know she was like if i want to change this in my relationship then um you know in terms of her husband uh, is the primary person earning the income and she's staying home and uh, and now she has a baby and so she's, there's a lot more load on her in terms of taking care of the baby and the home and trying to adjust to this new um, stage of her relationship and her husband's still working really hard and so forth but she's needing extra support because now there's a baby in the picture um and she was like, well, how do I create more equity in our relationship in this context where I get more support with taking care of things at home? Uh, but, you know, it's like he's also really busy and, um, you know, uh, and then it's in some ways like he doesn't realize everything mm -hmm. that I have to do and what a burden it is on me. And so then I have to make him aware and do the work of uh, showing him that this is what I need. And this is like, if, if I say, please do this task, then I also have to show him how to do that task because he doesn't know how to do it. And so then and so sometimes I'm like, oh, it's just going to be easier for me to just keep doing it because I don't have the energy to teach him how to do mm -hmm. uh, You know, and so she was like, just talking about all these like, different um things that she has to think through and yes she has the ideal of having equity in the relationship but how to actually make it happen uh with intention it's like a process it really is and i absolutely want to acknowledge acknowledge her for all of that awareness like and for you that you listened and and were able to see what she was experiencing so thank you for sharing that um because it is that equity is a beautiful word um and it, it's 
it looks different for every couple and it will change. Yeah. Right. And so just like she said, it was one thing when before the baby and now it's yeah. shifted. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I think comes into play with equity um, is that there used to be an old paradigm mm -hmm. of equity and partnership yeah. prior to feminism, prior to women going into yeah. the workforce, right? Yeah. And so I know there's a lot of people that get really angry and frustrated at men for not doing more. But we took on this additional, you know, we're like, we're going into the workforce and we want all these rights. And not that men were necessarily um, opposed to them, but that was a decision that we made for ourselves. And, and there's so much more to this issue. So I don't want to like go down this big rabbit hole. But the fact where my point is that we do need to teach them. Yeah. Like we do need to teach them because the, most likely they weren't, they didn't have that experience in their home. And that goes back to like the passive family experience mm -hmm. and going back to your point of an expectation of what married life will look like. Yeah. Because he's coming from his expectation and our role, like where we learn the most about relationships from yeah. the majority of us is from our parents, is from our home. So, you know, whether it's, so so good or so so bad that's our ex experience of how it should be and so that we do have to in this generation and maybe one more to teach them and and have these deeper level conversations yeah. about what that looks like and that's the partnership that is the what feels good and aligned and to help them understand what what all of our um expectations obligations all of the things that fall yeah. on us and this goes for both partners i mean yeah. i think we think as moms and and women typically it is more balanced like we have taken on a lot more in proportion that being said it can go both ways but that's the level of communication that we need to have to help understand, you know, for each other to understand who we are and to create that joint vision yeah. rather than defaulting, right? These are conversations that most couples are not having. Mm. They're not having the intentional conversation. They're not having what is our vision for our marriage. They just go in, we're so mm. in love and it's going to be amazing and we're going to make dinner together and, you know, we get to cuddle at night and it's going to be awesome not realizing kind of all the things that go into it um, yeah. to create that. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of women also fall into, you know, your, your cousin had said something that um, to the effect of it's hard to teach him. Like, I just want to do it myself. It would just be easier. Yeah. And sometimes we just need to manage our well-being. And if it is sometimes just easier than to honor that. But in the long run, in the course of our whole relationship, mm. to know that they are capable. Because when we don't bother yeah. teaching them, we're also saying to our yeah. partner, I don't think you can and you're not worth my time to teach you something. We're also teaching, like, teaching them that we'll just handle it. 
right? We, we train people how to treat us. Mm. And that's another important aspect of a relationship is to recognize that we treat people or we train people to treat us well or not so well by the boundaries that we establish. And so there were so many, so many gems in that, that story that you shared, um, that just, I could go on a tangent for each one and be like, ah. yeah, no, you know what? This always happens with us when we are talking on, um, okay. Okay. So maybe, maybe we can pick one thread and, uh, <laughs> just talk on that for a few more minutes and then yes, wrap up. Yes. So is there um, any, uh, yeah. I think kind of going back to the the principles and the philosophies, mm-hmm. right, is one of those fundamental things is yeah. to create that vision and have those conversations yeah. and to yeah. come back to that and revisit it. Like mm-hmm. our relationship is not one and done. We don't lock it in. And I think yeah. people think that they lock in. I got married. I am locking yes. in everything as exactly as yeah. it is today. Yeah. And to actually recognize that we are always changing. Every little situation, I am now a changed woman because I had this conversation with you. Yeah. Right? Like we are changed. And so we change, our partner changes, our life circumstances yeah. change. Mm. So of course our relationship is going to change. And to yes. expect that and look forward to that, um, that you get to revisit your vision. You yeah. come back to what your intention is, whether yes. it's the big intention for your relationship or a small intention for how do we want our date night to go? Yeah. How do we want our Saturday full of chores to go? Do we want a tag team so we get to spend some time together and we're going to run errands and we're going to stop for ice cream? Yeah. And do that, or do we want to divide and conquer so that we can get more done so we can come home and have dinner together and have a really relaxing Saturday night? Yeah. And those are ways to create intention so that mm. it nurtures your relationship and your life. Yeah, yeah. That's so important. Now you're making me think of one of my other girlfriends who is also married. Um, by and large, we're happily married, and now she is a mom of three. And I think for her, things changed once she also became a mom in terms of her and her husband had a certain vision for how their life was going to be. And from what I know of their relationship, they were actually doing really well and staying on track with with all of that, what, but once the kids came into their life, things started to change. Um, and especially after the second and the third child came in, um, like a lot shifted for them. And they've had to do like, um, like a lot of, lot of adjusting and rethinking of, well, what do we want our relationship to be like and how to make it function because I mean you know life happens they had like all kinds of complications crop up where there was like financial issues that came up because of which then they couldn't sustain the same kind of lifestyle especially with the kids in the picture and um and then they ended up having to actually 
move, um, you know, uh, uh, not, uh, and then ended up having to make an international move because it was like, oh, we're having this opportunity and over here things are not working out. And then they were like, in a completely different country where, you know, they had a language barrier to deal with and, um, you know, like all kinds of things just cropped up and mm-hmm. it just, and they just had to shift with all of that and, and adapt mm-hmm. their visions, you know? So sometimes even just that happens. It absolutely. And that's how do you navigate that? How the level yeah. of communication, right? Yeah. So it sounds like they had really strong communication, which is amazing. And that, yeah, life is going to throw us stuff. So we can yeah. have a, a powerful vision and it gets to change. Mm. Right? It's not like, yeah. well, I'm going to hold on to this thing so tightly. But it's also creating an elevated vision of not necessarily, okay, we're going to have three kids by this state. And then, you know, you're going to be at this level of your career. And then we're going to go on this vacation and this, like, it's, that's part of it. Having those goals and having that, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's another level of your vision is Mm. how do I, how do we want to feel when we're with each other? Yes. How do we want to connect with each other? What do we want our relationship to look like mm. tomorrow in six months in a year? Right. Cause yeah. it's going to look different right now when, you know, they've got three yeah. little kids finding yeah. alone time. How do they do that? It might be creating mm. a, a date in the bedroom after the kids gone to bed. Right. And having some charcuterie yeah. and a glass of wine yeah. and a movie which is different than when the kids are out of the house and they can go to yeah. a fancy restaurant or yeah. take a weekend away. Yeah. But it's it's talking about what that looks like in each stage yeah. and and how does each person feel loved and care about and seen. Yes. That's that. the, the next layer. Yeah, you know what you just the example that you just gave made me think about like in a very different context. Mm-hmm. That the, there is, you know, the there is a specific specifics of a vision that we have. Uh, this is what I want to do, and what I want things to look like. And then there is the feeling level of what we want, you know. And um, uh, you know, uh, and. And in my experience with life, you know, what I've personally experienced, and I'm sure a lot of us have, that a lot of times life will not, um, it's not fun and easy to align our life and make the very specific aspects of our vision happen, Um, you know. I know this has happened with me in the context of my business. This has happened in the context of my various relationships, um, the lifestyle that I've thought I wanted to lead, etc. Um, but even with that being true, I find that at least with the knowledge and skills that I now have as a happiness expert, I'm able to 
um, always cultivate the feelings that I want to cultivate and let go of the feelings that I don't want in my life. I, regardless of what the very specific circumstances are, I'm able to cultivate the peace and the happiness and the joy that I want. Um, and so that distinction feels like a really important distinction for me to be aware of. Um, thank you for bringing that out. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I think just to piggyback on that a little bit more, the, as you were sharing that, the difference is is two different ways of distinguishing it. One is that there's the doing of the vision, right? Yeah. The execution. Yeah. And then there's who are we being about it? And then yeah. the next level of is that a lot of the doing is out of our control. Yeah. We lose a job, it's out of our control. Yeah. Somebody gets sick, it's out of our control. Like there's so many things in life that are out of our control, but how we feel and how we connect is within our control. How mm. we want to feel when we're in our relationship with our partner, despite all the stuff that might be crumbling over here and not yeah. working and not yeah. going according to our plan. I can still say, you know, have this connection with you. And I can still say yeah. we still get our private time and we still get to go on walks and we still get to, you know, cultivate love and support and encouragement and play in our relationship that is within our yeah. control. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so I think that's another way to distinguish what you were noticing. Right? Yeah, our feelings, yeah. our happiness, that's all within our control. Yes. yes. And actually, this frame makes me think all the examples that I've shared earlier with my various girlfriends and cousins. I think that, that, that we can, through this frame, understand what's happening in their relationship. And we are, uh, that, you know, for example, with my cousin, you know, who wants more equity uh, in her relationship sort of like, ah, they had a specific vision of this is how we're going to do it. But now she's like living through the reality of well, this is what it's actually panning out to be <laughs> and still holding on to the intention of creating equity and having equity in the relationship and, uh, you know, at, at balance, the relationship still feels like, yes, we're in a partnership where we want equity in in the relationship and so they're still good with each other like they're still you know committed and and happy uh even as they work out the details of how exactly it's going to look yeah i love that because i always say like the best relationships we hear like happily ever after it's not perfectly ever after <laughs> So you can have oh happily ever gosh. after without perfectly yeah. ever after. Right? Like, That's um, a good point, <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, it's like, oh my gosh. Okay, now you made me think of fairy tales. It's like the distinction between charming and good. Like, you know, in Shrek, Prince Charming. Mm -hmm. Charming, yes, but evil. Charming yes. is not equal to good. And so same... I think we also oftentimes conflate happily ever after with perfect. We just think, oh, happily ever after means everything's perfect. But that's not true. 
it's not. And, and I think it's, again, I could go on this whole tangent too, so I won't, but just the, the, the idea that if we have some sort of conflict with our partner, Mm. um, or if we don't actually take that back, the couples, like, if you never have conflict with your partner, that that's actually, there's probably something deeper. Mm. Not that you should have to be nitpicky and always, but if you're never disagreeing with your partner, if something they have done and you never speak up about it, there's also some level of a, a lack of trust mm. or safety yeah. that is, exists. So I think when people tell me we never fight, I'm like, okay, well, then you're not having deep enough conversations. You're not being vulnerable enough. And it's not that it has to become World War Three, and you have to call yeah. names and yeah and be angry yeah but but you're two humans living together in the same house mm. for years on end <laughs> like something yes. is gonna come up um yeah and and so the couples yeah. that know how to nurture to walk themselves through it how to yes. navigate are actually the ones that i think have the stronger relationship yes oh now you just made me think of my own parents because you know it's interesting with my parents my mom is a more like traditional one and my dad um you know he he respects our cultural traditions and stuff but he's not as you know like you must keep things the same yeah, tied to he's them. much yeah. more open to change and so forth and uh but my mom because she's been so she grew up with this ideal of um like i uh, like as a wife in her concept Mm -hmm. of the ideal marriage relationship the wife follows the husband's lead and my mom takes the idea very seriously and so she's like well if there's a disagreement between us then i need to you know uh comply Mm -hmm. with and this is not a standard that my dad imposes on her. It mm-hmm. actually it took me a while. Like for when in my I was in my teenage years, I used to get mad at my dad. I was like, no, no, this is oppressive to my mom. Mm-hmm. But actually, I realized later uh, as I grew older and I could see better um, the actual dynamics in their relationship that it was my mom who was like who kept pulling herself back and enforcing this, this the standard on her on herself of no I have to follow his lead I uh, if there's a disagreement I have to listen to him but you know now they've been married for oh my god 47 years or something like that and theoretically she still says uh, that is the ideal but the practical reality of how their relationship is working now has changed because now like my mom, she just couldn't hold on to that. And now she, she will speak up and she disagrees. And sometimes she scolds my dad. And then later she'll be like, Oh no, Oh no. How could I do that? But, uh, I personally think that it has that I, I enjoy their relationship more. Now, the way it is, like, I love to see my mom scold my dad. 
um yeah so theoretically she's still like uh upset at herself but uh the practical reality changed and um it just it was like uh, there's just a lot more you know like one thing that changed um was also like my relationship with my dad because when when my mom held on to that standard it wasn't just for herself it was she was also like all the kids you you have to listen to your dad don't argue with them always speak in a, a like never raise your voice in front of him you know and so that created a certain kind of dynamic for me with my dad that like made it really tough for me to relate to him in the kind of way that i would love to relate to him so as their relational dynamic has shifted my relational dynamic has shifted mm-hmm. and i'm enjoying myself so much more with my dad and i think they are enjoying each other more also so that's an it's a it, beautiful story i, I really i mean the power in that because regardless of where her she had this belief whether that you know cultural from her family wherever she had this belief of how this relationship was supposed to go and what she was supposed to be do as a good wife but then she started to as the years went on right part of her is like i can't hold it back anymore <laughs> but it's also creating this level of safety and trust that yeah. she could disagree with him and he would still love yeah. her she could disagree yeah. he's not going to leave she could disagree yeah. and he's not going to get violent like right there's yeah. the a, a level of vulnerability and trust and for you mm. then as children to say yeah. they work through it i don't have to yeah. be afraid that yeah. if i say something wrong the person that's supposed yeah. to love me the most will leave yeah right so there's even for kids when we think about the importance yeah. of our relationship it's not just yeah. for each other it's the example yeah. that you're setting for your children yeah. and what a healthy relationship should look like because that's yeah. what you want for your kids mm-hmm. so that was just such a beautiful story i love it thank you uh, and thank Allison, you for sharing so much that was yeah. awesome oh no thank you for listening and you're such a great listener and so easy to talk to i always I like I lose track of time and I know you have to go so I will hold back my further questions and curiosities that I have in a, in terms of our conversations and we'll probably have to bring you back again so we can keep talking but any last words for now um just thank you thank you for being so warm and curious and supportive I feel the same way these conversations fly by. They feel very um very natural and organic and fun and playful. Like I didn't have to rehearse. We just let it evolve and it, and it was beautiful. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samia. Thank you, Janelson, and to all of you who are listening. My last reminder as usual for you is make sure you check the show notes because I will be dropping off some links in there. you can connect with her and continue to learn with her and get support and are you ready so until we connect next time i wish you lots and lots of peace and joy